Hello, and welcome to the Slow Style Home Podcast. If you don't want a cookie-cutter, generic home, and instead you want a beautiful, meaningful home that's layered with personality, then you are going to be so inspired by the conversations we have on this show. We talk about why the environments we create matter and how to set up our rooms to evoke specific feelings and experiences that are right for you wherever you are in your life right now. I'm Zandra, your host and creator of the Slow Style Home Framework that teaches you how to make really thoughtful and informed decisions about your home rather than chasing current trends that may not last or staying stuck with rooms you hate, feeling overwhelmed with too many choices. Right now, when you join our monthly membership, the Slow Style Society, you'll get a personalized deep dive into your vision of what a dream home looks and feels like. And together, we'll come up with a plan on how to achieve that. If that sounds pretty awesome to you, go to slowstylehome.com and click on Join the Society for all of the details. I'll tell you a little bit more about it later on. Right now, let's just jump into today's episode. Hi, and welcome to the Style Matters podcast produced by Little Yellow Couch. We're Zandra and Karen June, your hosts for weekly conversations on why style is an important component of happiness. For the month of December, we're changing our format a bit. Instead of our usual interviews, we've asked some of our guests to send in a story about their holiday style. We hope you'll find their advice useful and their stories entertaining. We know we certainly have. Today, we have some sanity-saving tips from Melanie Blodgett of You Are My Fave, followed by a mini-disaster story from Gwen Whitfield of The Bold Abode. Listening to Melanie is like having a good cup of coffee with a friend where you can't help but laugh and nod your head in agreement because you totally get where she's coming from. Here she is. Hi, this is Melanie from You Are My Fave and Karen and Sandra have asked me to talk a little bit about how I approach the holidays in regards to my personal style. So I just have a few things that I always do during the holidays and this one, the first one has to do with um, gift giving. So a lot of times you are in the position where the person you're giving a gift to isn't your gift soulmate, right? It's not the person that you like are always constantly throughout the year buying gifts for because it's so fun to buy for them. A lot of times it's the people that you feel a little bit obligated to give gifts to and that's usually who the bulk of the people are that you're buying gifts for are the people who are not the easiest to shop for. So that can include your neighbor, your te- the teachers, your kids' teachers. It can include the person who gave you something and you didn't realize they were going to give you something. It could be your dad. It could be your sister. You know, there's lots of people in your life that um, you we have this gift-giving tradition during the holidays, but it might not be the easiest to find something for them. So for that, I say find something that you know they're going to like, even if it's kind of um, maybe painful for you to buy. So something safe, I guess. So like a gift card. You might be like, that's so impersonal. I can't buy a gift card. So 
that's okay. If you know they're going to like it, buy the gift card, buy the chocolate bar that they like, buy something that you might feel like is kind of a cop-out or not as personal as you would necessarily like to do it. But as long as you think they're going to like it, take that gift and instead of, instead of being like pained when you give it to them, Take that gift and take it out of whatever packaging it's in, unless it's in a gorgeous, gorgeous packaging already. Take that gift card instead of just putting it in an envelope and feeling pain to give it to your neighbor, even though you know you'll like they'll like it because you don't think it's personal enough or whatever. Take that gift card, take that whatever little item you have, and make put your own personal style into the packaging. Repackage it and just go all out. Like put you're all into it, right? Like go get the most beautiful wrapping paper you can find. Go get the most beautiful box you can find, the most beautiful confetti or um, package filler. There are so many beautiful ways that you can package and there's a billion ideas out there if you're suffering or are lacking any inspiration for gifts. Just go, you know, straight to Pinterest and type it in like gift giving inspiration or gift packaging inspiration. And you can find a billion ideas. You can get beautiful, um, ribbons and bows and sequins, anything you want and go for it. Just make the package so beautiful. I did this one tutorial where um, I just took confetti, like a beautiful looking, like a nice round, pretty colors confetti. And I just put it all on um, a piece of contact paper. And then I wrapped the present white paper and then put the contact paper around it that was covered with this confetti. So it really made the packaging really beautiful. But who knows what was inside of that package? Probably wasn't the most amazing gift ever. But the recipient of that gift will see your personal style put into that gift, will see your personal taste and your effort put into that gift just by seeing the outside of the package. And that will make the gift just like excel in, in, um, it's an, it's how much they like it, I guess they're, they're going to like it. They're going to think it's like more important probably than it is if you put the time and effort into the packaging. So that's my first tip for how I put a little bit of my personal style, um, into the holidays and also kind of a gift hack. If you're feeling a little bit down about buying your teacher some caramel corn from Costco or something. Um, and my second tip or, or another way I put um, personal style into the holidays, and I don't know if this is really personal style actually, this is just an all around good tip for the holidays, is I think about the things that you least like about the holidays, like the stress that it brings. And what are those specific items on your list that bring that stress? I can't think of anybody who doesn't have any stress during the holidays. So think about the items on your list that make you the most stressful, whether it is making homemade treats for all your neighbors. Maybe it's cleaning your oven for your mother-in-law to not gripe about Maybe it's, maybe you hate wrapping gifts and that's totally legit. Think of those things that bring the most stress into your holiday, holiday time and hire out. That is my tip. Hire out, find somebody who loves to do it and who could bring your personal style into that thing and hire out. Like, I, I don't know how many times I can say that. Like if you 
go hire, you know, a cleaning person to come in and clean your house from floor to ceiling while you are out shopping for gifts. You will be so grateful that you're not the one doing that right before your in-laws come. Um, if you really dislike, do not like wrapping gifts, find like a teenager who wants a little bit of extra cash during the holidays, give them the supplies and let them go at it. Like let them go, you know, wrap your gifts for a couple hours and give them 30 bucks. It'd be so worth it. Whatever is bringing you a ton of stress, get rid of that during the holidays. Just let it go. Find somebody else to do it if it's absolutely essential. Find somebody else who can do it just as good, if not better, and who won't want to rip their hair out once it's done. So those are my few or two little things I have to share about my holidays. Um, Thanks for having me. We love that part about the obligatory gift giving for those who aren't your gift soulmates. It's so true that unlike other times of the year when you might just pick something up for a best friend simply because you know how much you'll love it, over the holidays we seem to be buying stuff for the people who we don't know as well or have less of a connection with. As for hiring out, we want to add that you can also try swapping tasks with friends to save money. Maybe someone loves to bake and can whip up a bunch of handmade gifts for you while you can wrap all of her presents or run errands for her. You can see all of Melanie's DIY projects, parties, and style reviews on youaremyfave.com. We also have a link to the confetti wrapping paper DIY that Melanie mentioned. On to our next story, which comes from Gwen at the Bold Abode. Before we share it, we want you to know that we're filing in under great expectations, how to go with the flow when your dream holiday doesn't match your vision. Here's Gwen. Hi, this is Gwen for theboldabode.com, and I'm so excited to be here today on this special holiday edition for Style Matters. So thank you, Xander and Karen, for allowing me to be a part of this. And um, I thought I'd share a little bit of my approach to holiday decorating. So we'll rewind uh, several years when I was a first newly married woman, and my husband and I had a son about two years after we were married, and he was in school, and we had a very, very limited budget. I worked part-time to help support our family, and decorating was just not financially feasible. So everything we had was given either given to us or picked up on a deeply discounted sale. So I remember way back when little Morgan was just a baby, we had this probably four foot, what I called a Charlie Brown Christmas tree. And we decorated it with homemade ornaments. And that was it, basically it. I had stockings that my mom made for us and maybe, you know, one or two small things that I picked up along the way. And that was it. That was all that we could, could afford. And I was really happy to have it. Um, when you're in that per- period of time in your life and you're just starting out, you you have to make priorities. And obviously, you know, eating <laughs> was a huge deal back then. Once we, Morgan finally finished school and we were in a more stable job situation and really budgeting our money, I was able to start putting a little bit more towards decorating. And so one year we decided that we just had to have a live tree. Morgan was volunteering for the Lions Club. And so we went up there and we bought a beautiful pine tree and brought it home. And I pulled out all of the decorations. We even actually went uh, ornament shopping for the first time and 
bought all these beautiful decorations to decorate it with and put the lights on and um, the tree topper on. And fortunately, we hadn't actually put all the ornaments on because I woke up about four o'clock in the morning with the most horrific allergic reaction to the tree. My nose was completely just a faucet and my eyes were swelling up and I had to get up at four o'clock in the morning and go out to the porch. I mean, out to the den and drag the tree out onto the porch. And it took me about three days to get over lots of Benadryl and lots of sleeping to kind of clear that, um, the pollen or whatever was going on out of the house. And, um, unfortunately we had to drag out the Walmart tree again (laughs) and live with it another year. The tree, I decorated the tree on the porch and it was absolutely stunning, but I just couldn't be out there with it. To see more of Gwen's holiday style, visit her blog, theboldabode.com and follow her on your favorite social media, Pinterest, Instagram, or Facebook. Karen and I can completely relate to this feeling of having these great expectations of what the holidays are going to look like and feel like, and then having that all turn out much differently than you expected. For me, um, about three years ago, my oldest son started really developing his opinions about our holiday decor. One thing he was sure of was that colored lights were much more festive than boring old white. Now, I am all for changing up my Christmas decor, but I had always been really committed to having white lights. However, in the spirit of things, I decided it was probably more important to indulge the hopes and dreams of my child rather than my own style standards, so I tried to compromise. I suggested we decorate his room with the colored lights. Well, he did not like this idea because his room is all the way up on the third floor. And he said, Mom, no one's going to see it. And I'm thinking, yeah, that's the point. Um, So then I suggested the kitchen. Um, And for whatever reason, he decided this was a good idea. So I got my tree with white lights and the kitchen, which was kind of far away from the rest of where all my other holiday stuff was, was going to be filled with colored lights. So I dutifully went out and bought a gazillion command strips with hooks and strung up the lights all around our kitchen cabinets and the big bay window. The result was more Mexican cantina than Christmas in New England. My friends would come over and say, Feliz Navidad! And I don't know, hope for a great Mexican meal. It was awful. Um, I did eventually laugh. Um, But I did also learn my lesson. The following year, I put colored lights on the tree and called it a day. Thank you so much for listening. For more style inspiration for your home, check out our website, littleyellowcouch.com. To learn about our three principles of design, watch our free video series by clicking on the videos tab. And finally, if you enjoy this podcast, we'd be so grateful if you take a moment to rate it on iTunes. Until next week. Cheers! so much for listening. I know your time is valuable and I really do appreciate you spending it with me. And please, please, please take a minute to leave a review for Slow Style Home wherever you get your podcasts. It honestly does help keep this show on the air and your feedback is highly valuable to me. Have a great day and I'll be back in your earbuds soon. Bye for now.